Hello and welcome to Holistic Health Chats, a podcast where we chat about all things holistic women's health and everything in between. I'm your host, Selene Douglas, a women's health nutritionist with a focus on helping women to heal holistically and live pain and symptom free. I'm so happy that you've made your way here. Tune in every week so we can listen, learn and be inspired together. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Holistic Health Chats. This is part five, hopefully that's on track, part five in the preconception and pregnancy series. This is an extra bonus episode and this is a solo series in which I'm covering all different topics and issues inspired by my clients' preconception and pregnancy journeys as well as my own. In this week's episode, I'm covering whether thyroid testing should be included in standard preconception testing and why. If you're currently thinking about family planning, actively trying to conceive, or think maybe babies will be on the cards in the next few years, this is an episode you absolutely will not want to miss. And if you haven't heard my super valuable mini e-course, the A to Z preconception nutrition plan is now available. It's going to walk you through the key ingredients you need to include and implement for your preconception journey, including things like what tests you need to request, prenatal recommendations, and really how this translates to your preconception nutrition. So you can check out all the goodness there by the going, going to the show notes and clicking the link. Otherwise, you can head to selendouglas.com forward slash preconception. And just a reminder that it is available until Sunday the 8th of May at a very special launch price and it won't ever be that price again. So if you are thinking that you might like to grab a copy of it, I highly recommend doing so before it's too late. Now, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of Holistic Health Chat. So in this special episode today, this is a special edition. You're welcome. Um, We are talking about thyroid testing and whether it should be included as part of standard preconception blood testing. So We've spoken a little bit about the thyroid gland before on the show, but if you're not familiar with it or if you haven't had any issues with it in the past, then it's unlikely that you would really know what it does. So we'll start there. The thyroid is very simply a little gland which sits in the base of the neck. It's the shape of a butterfly and it does a whole bunch of things for our body. So we have thyroid receptors or receptors for thyroid hormone on nearly every or every tissue within the body. So as you can imagine, it has a huge amount of effect on nearly every body system. So today we're talking about whether or not it should be included in standard preconception testing. Now, I want to mention that even outside of preconception testing, full thyroid testing can be very difficult in my experience to get approved via your GP. So under the standard of care, at least in Australia, commonly something called TSH will be tested. And I have done a previous uh, episode about why TSH should not be used as a diagnostic tool for thyroid conditions 
at all or thyroid function at all. So TSH stands for thyroid stimulating hormone, and it is the hormone that's released from your brain. And you can think about it as the brakes or the accelerator on the thyroid gland. So it essentially is telling the thyroid gland whether it should produce more or less hormone. Now, why we can't rely on this marker is because quite frankly, we see as clinicians a lot of unusual, I suppose, results with this TSH where it can look normal when the rest of the thyroid looks very, very abnormal. And I have also seen instances where we would look at TSH alone and say that it's potentially not such an optimal result, but then the rest of the thyroid looks fine. So TSH cannot be relied upon essentially is the takeaway there. And under the standard of care in Australia, regardless preconception pregnancy, otherwise it's very difficult to get the rest of the thyroid panel included. So the rest of the panel includes at least uh, T4, T3, reverse T3, and then your two key thyroid antibodies. There are more, but the two main ones are peroxidase and globulin. And it's very difficult to get the rest of this um, approved. So under Medicare, normally what happens is TSH um, is quite easy to get tested. If that's out of range, then T4 will be tested. If that's out of range, then the rest of the thyroid hormones and antibodies might be looked at. But the difficulty with this is that the reference range for TSH is about as wide as the ocean. And it basically means that, you know, you would have to have a severely dysfunctional thyroid gland for the rest of those markers to be tested under Medicare. So that's kind of where the issue lays, I suppose. Now, in relation to preconception testing and, and why I'm sort of posing this question of whether or not thyroid testing should be included is because Thyroid conditions, A, are much more prevalent in women than they are in men. So it's up to eight times more common in women than men. And largely this is because of hormonal, um, the hormonal aspect of things like estrogen in the body, making us more vulnerable to thyroid dysfunction. So your thyroid gland, um, important for you to know, is going to be more vulnerable during stages of life when you go through periods of large hormonal flux. So say pregnancy being one, there's a heck of a lot of hormones being produced postpartum also during menopause and also transitioning on and off birth control, interestingly enough, as well has been shown to be a time when we see an increase in onset of thyroid conditions. Now, there is certain genetic factors which can predispose us to thyroid conditions. So say, for example, if you are, if you know that you have uh, Hashimoto's in the family or Graves disease or you're you know, a mom or maybe an auntie or something like that has low thyroid function, then you need to know in the back of your mind, preconception or otherwise, that this is a potential area of susceptibility or weakness for you. It doesn't mean you're going to develop a thyroid condition, but it's just important to be aware of where these, I suppose, weaknesses are. So in relation to pregnancy and why suppose our thyroid gets put under more stress during this period is that in the first three months of pregnancy, your thyroid gland needs to produce thyroid hormone for your baby. So um, up until 12, 13 weeks, your baby's actually not, hasn't developed a thyroid gland properly yet. They're not producing any of their own thyroid hormone. And so your body is actually producing additional hormone 
for them. So approximately 50% more hormone than it does normally. Thyroid hormones are very, very crucial for your baby's development. And quite sadly, if left untreated, we know that low thyroid hormone can cause miscarriage. It can be the cause of low birth weight, premature birth, and even intellectual impairment as well because of how important it is for the baby's cognitive development. So it is very serious. It's very important. It's nothing to be afraid of, but it's important to know these things. Now, the key nutrients that we need to create thyroid hormone. So the way I explain this to my clients in clinic is that your body runs off nutrients, basically. So every biochemical process in the body, basically like the chemistry within your body requires different micronutrients. And that's really like the currency that it runs off. It's like, okay, if we're going to perform this metabolic pathway or create a bit of this hormone, then I need some say iodine and selenium and iron in order for that to happen. Otherwise I'm not going to be very efficient at doing it, right? It needs kind of like a payment to create and allow these processes to happen. So the raw materials that your body needs to actually synthesize, which is which means to create thyroid hormone and also to create usable forms of thyroid hormone. We won't go too much into the, the actual pathways here or the conversion pathways because that's just a little bit of a longer episode, so we won't get there today. But the key raw materials are things or nutrients like iodine, tyrosine, selenium, iron, zinc, and vitamin D. Now, what I'd also like to point out here is that in clinic, unless I am working one-on-one with a client and I am specifically recommending uh, that we are looking at these nutrients or at least some of these nutrients, what I commonly see from uh, preconception or even trimester one testing is that the only nutrients that are looked at are things like iron and folate. Now, if you listen to any of these previous episodes, of course, iron is very important and folate is too. I'm definitely not saying it's not important, but it's a, there needs to be a much larger conversation around these other nutrients as well, because they are arguably just as important as folate. Unfortunately, folate has just become kind of like the superstar of preconception nutrition. And of course it is important, but these other ones are arguably just as important. So we need to not forget about those either. So from my own experience as well, um, when I went to see my GP for my trimester one bloods or preconception bloods, the only thing that was included was iron and folate. And it wasn't until I actually requested additional things that those were included. So that's really important to know. So basically what I'm saying is that, you know, if you don't have enough of these raw materials on board, if you are already starting pregnancy out or looking to start pregnancy out and you're deficient in things like iodine and zinc. And then on top of that, your body is required supposedly to produce an additional 50% more thyroid hormone, which is dependent on these nutrients for its synthesis. That's going to be very difficult for it to do. And it's also not appropriate to rely on your prenatal to provide these for you. So I've used this example before, but very commonly in most prenatals, a dosage of zinc of say around 10 to 15 milligrams is included. If you have a zinc deficiency, there's obviously, of course, 
um, multiple causes as to why this could happen, but it's also just quite frankly, not enough to touch the sides in terms of correcting that. So it's really important to understand these nuances and also to understand essentially that your prenatal should not be relied upon to fill in these gaps for you because it can provide a small insurance policy, but that's it. So coming back to the question, should every woman be screened preconception for thyroid function? In an ideal world, yes, we should be being screened because we know that this is a period when our thyroid is more susceptible to dysfunction, largely due to the additional strain that is put on it in order to produce more hormones than it does normally. And we also know that in general, uh, the thyroid is more susceptible to dysfunction at this time because of the hormonal fluctuations as well. So ideally, yes, but at the very least, because as I said, sometimes it can be difficult to get that thyroid panel approved. We do want to be looking at the nutrients that we need in order to create those thyroid hormones. This is going to be things like iodine, iron, zinc, and vitamin D that we'd want to look at getting tested. Now, the caveat here is that if you do already have existing symptoms that indicate a problem with your thyroid, so some common examples here would be weight loss resistance, dry skin, constipation, hair loss, heavy periods, possibly even abnormal ovulation, or there is a medical a previous history, say you've already, this is your second child maybe, and you experience postpartum thyroiditis, or you have had a previous issue with hypothyroidism in the past, or you know that your mom had an issue with her thyroid or your auntie or your sister. You need to be aware of these things and you can have that really informed conversation with your GP about requesting that additional testing because of your history. So it's important to know that as well. So essentially, ideally, yes, you're getting all the nutrients tested that are needed for thyroid function to inform what nutrients and supplements you might be taking to optimize your health, preconception and pregnancy. And ideally, yes, you are getting a thyroid panel done, which includes TSH, T4, T3, reverse T3, TPO and TGAB, which are the antibodies. And if you can't, you're then assessing, you know, what your risk factors might be. Do you have any symptoms of thyroid issues? Do you have a previous medical history of thyroid issues? Or is that family history present that would potentially, you know, warrant that conversation with your GP and be easier to get that approved through Medicare? So there you have it. Should thyroid testing be included in a standard preconception testing? Ideally, yes, but I understand that it can be difficult to get some of this testing approved through Medicare. So we just do what we can. And then of course, if there's any additional tests that you know my clients like to might want to do or might be indicated, we can organize that for them privately, which is obviously not covered through Medicare. Now, as you might know, I have recently announced that I have created a new super valuable mini course called the A to Z Preconception Nutrition Plan. And it is now available for the next a couple of days at an extremely attractive price point because that is to celebrate the launch of it. So it will be available until Sunday. The let me just have a look at the date Sunday, the 8th of May, at that price point. And it is going to really walk you through the key ingredients that you need for creating 
your preconception nutrition plan. It's going to walk you through what blood tests to look at organizing, prenatal recommendations, and really how to sort of pull that into the the foods and things that you're eating. It's got a bunch of other resources included as well to help you. Things like how to identify your fertile window and also certain strategies that you can look to implement to optimize egg quality as well. So you can find the link for that over in the show notes. Otherwise, you can head to selendouglas.com forward slash preconception. And if you have any questions on that at all, feel free to come and find me on Instagram this week and have a chat. My handle there is selendouglas underscore nutrition. And I hope to talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Holistic Health Chats. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a rating and review in iTunes, as this allows me to help more women just like you. Holistic Health Chats is not intended to replace medical advice, so please consult with your practitioner before making any changes to your current health. If you are ready to take your health to the next level and would like some personalized support, the next step is booking in for a complimentary health chat. Please head to selendouglas.com forward slash book for more information.